Welcome to O Life Lisi Radio. My name is William, and of course, I'm joined by my much better half and beautiful counterpart, Janina. <laughs> I like how I set you up for that, huh? Yeah, you you did. I set you up. I, I like. I built couldn't it up. possibly accept. <laughs> you absolutely must accept. I must not. You must accept. Well, anyway, we have a wonderful guest joining us today. Absolutely. In the continuation of our series about our short film, You Are the CC, we have actor David Kanan, who plays the title role of he in the film, and we are so excited to have him all the way from... Wales. That's right. Cardiff, Wales. Welcome to the show, David. Welcome, welcome. Hey, guys. Or Shumai, as we say here in Wales. Oh, <laughs> oh I like shumai. that. I like that. Uh, before, we, <laughs> before we get into it, we just want to give the listeners a little bit of uh, background as to... Um, your background. So Janina, can you read the... Yes, I'm going to go ahead and read David's bio. So originally from the Welsh capital of Cardiff, David, pronounced Doved, is an award-winning actor, voice artist, and radio journalist with a passion for storytelling, movies, and sports. He was trained at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London and currently works with S4C, BBC Radio Wales, the Wales Millennium Centre, as well as various other film, television, and theatre companies around the UK and Los Angeles, California. How are, how's everything going in Wales, David? Uh, things are going good at the moment. Uh, obviously, like everyone else, it's kind of been... It's, it's been a pretty tough four months, five months, or six months, I guess. we. I, I, I think everyone's kind of lost a uh, concept of time over here. I feel like some some days, you know, some weeks just kind of flow by and then others are just like really slow and you feel like you're not getting anything done or when are we going to get to the end of this? But actually, um, it's been like, I think kind of we've got over the tough kind of part of lockdown and things like that. I'm not sure it's kind of, Things. It's weird because things. I think things are in terms of timeline. Things are different between the UK and the US. Mm-hmm. But over yeah. here, it seems like we're in the middle point, and we're kind of waiting to see if this second wave is ever ever going to happen, or if everything is going to be. If we're actually going to be able to do some art or some filming soon. I hear that um, there's uh, some projects, some TV here in the UK at least, are starting to film again this week. So that's. That's a good sign. But in terms of theatre and live performances, uh, I don't think we're going to see any, maybe, well, not until 2021. So, but I've been lucky, you know, to, I've been able to do some voiceover work and stuff like that. So, you know, still, still staying strong and hopefully, well, being hopeful coming out of the end of this lockdown anyway. I'm not sure how it's been, how it's been for you guys anyway over in the U.S., well, thankfully, you're able to kind of set up a home studio situation to do voiceover, right? Well, that was probably one of the first things that I did. I bought a microphone and an interface and stuff like that. So, because the demand was there for voiceover work, I'd been lucky to do some voiceover work in the last couple of years. And then this was kind of like the, the push that I actually needed to buy some equipment. And yeah. it's been really good because I've been able to do some voiceover work. I do it. I use the microphone when I'm on the radio, and so hopefully, touch wood, everything will will go smoothly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and it's you know, it's it's just nice anyway, because even when this pandemic is over, you'll be able to use that home studio moving forward, regardless. So.
you give mm. us a little background on your journey as an actor? Like what kind of inspired you to pursue that? And um, just a little bit about that. To be honest with you, there wasn't like, I didn't really have a a light bulb moment where I decided one day or I woke up one morning and I said, oh, I think I want to be an actor. Um, it kind of, I wouldn't say acting runs in the family, performing runs in the family. I come from a very musical family, musical-based family. My dad's side is very, very musical. My grandfather was a musician. My dad is a musician. My aunt is an opera singer. So um, it was kind of inevitable. And now myself and my brother, we're actors as well. My my brother graduated last year. Mm-hmm. Um but I was I was a keen rugby player when I was younger and when I was going through um, high school and stuff like that. So I think um, just before you turn sixteen, uh, you in rugby you have to kind of decide whether you're going to go professional because uh, when you turn sixteen, you start practicing three times a week. You play on weekends and you have to dedicate a lot of time mm-hmm. to your sport and nutrition and stuff like that. Um, and I somehow subconsciously decided to take another route. And then I kind of decided that I wanted to try uh, going to acting school, hmm. um, preferably because I'd, I I was brought up in Cardiff. I wanted to go to London, and a lot of my um, and a lot of my friends wanted to do the same. So I tried for four acting um, schools in London, and I tried for the one that is in Cardiff called the Royal Welsh. Um, Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I got into the one in Cardiff um, and I got a late, late offer to go to the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London. And um, I remember because term was supposed to start in October and I didn't. they didn't tell us until... When did they tell us? Maybe June? So literally, it was a really kind of quick turnover and kind of like all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to London now. And I, it was almost like I had to kind of grow up overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you had I, to go there by I, yourself I, I, and all that, right? Oh, it was honestly for the first, that was probably the hard, the toughest year of my life because I'd, I, I'm a really kind of home bird as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, and that's I a big city, in, you know, that's a big city to just be by yourself in. Yeah, and in terms of uh, the toughest thing was like I think going from Welsh education to English education. So was there a language uh, difference? Oh, massively. I mean, English is my second language. So back then, it it was it wasn't great, if I'm honest with you. And I was going into these. um, Although you did have obviously internationals, you had four. I think I had four or five Americans in my class, and then the rest were, um, you know, from very prestigious areas they were coming from oxford or cambridge and stuff and mm-hmm. their vocabulary was literally through the roof and for the first six months <laughs> of course of my first year i was completely lost i had no idea what was going on i was very very close to kind of dropping out because i really didn't think that i could cope with the language barrier and i really wasn't enjoying my time but then um, I decided kind of to take a different approach. And then from that time, from that switch onwards, um, I had, I really, you know, they, I look back and I really, really enjoyed myself. So what, so what are you, can, can you tell everyone a little bit about what you're up to these days? I mean, obviously maybe yeah. prior to COVID and then post COVID. Yeah. Um, so prior to COVID, um, I had just finished 
a filming a, a TV series, uh, a bilingual TV series that was com- supposed to come out. That will probably come out. Well, I mean, it was supposed to come out beginning of 2021, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if that's been held back now. Um, and then I was supposed to do a my first theatre project for around four years actually which I was very very excited to do it was a two-hander it was based on um, knife crime and it was supposed to raise aware uh, raise awareness of knife crime oh um, wow it was a, it, that's perfect which I well which I had weirdly have a, a personal experience of that but we'll that's another story that's we'll another story that. yeah um, that's a scary story yeah. too Oh man! So it, it it was a show that was being transferred down from from London from the West End, and it's a two hander. And we were going to take it to schools and theatres here in South Wales, and hopefully travel all all around Wales um, in 2020. Obviously, that's gone. Um, so and then obviously lockdown with lockdown, uh, all the shootings or TV or the studios got shut down as well. So. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've, I've been very, very lucky to be able to do a lot of voiceover work. So that's what happened was all the um, schools had to take their curriculum and they had to put it online within a couple of weeks for, for, for students to study at home. Okay. And wow. They, they would give me a lot of the animation and then I would voice those animations and then that would go on the website. So the students could revise or could follow their kind of programs as if they would be that's in so a class. Good. Oh, that's cool. That actually yeah, works out so, pretty well. So that's that's kind of what I've been doing since lockdown. And then hope I mean to be honest with you, uh, like I said before, um, studios are starting to um, start filming back this week. So right. I think everything is obviously going to take time. And uh, they're going to have all those guidelines able... in place as well, right? Well, exactly. From what I've heard. Um, they minim- like they have to do everything is minimal in terms of crew, in terms of especially actors. I think it's like I think it's a maximum of two or three actors in each scene. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! So I don't I don't know how that's going to work, and obviously they have to be two meters apart as well. So, <laughs> oh my so gosh! It's a, it's an it's a it's a logistical nightmare for cameramen because I think they're shot are going to be so limited to what you can do. I'm sure directors are literally going crazy because they want to be all, you know, all fluid and all right. like using crazy shots. But they're like, nope. The only thing maybe that they could do would be drones. So they could potentially use drones and some kind of <laughs> use like drone shots. But I, 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 I don't know. That's so It might funny. be a good time. Yeah, you know, for anybody listening, it might be a good time to become a drone pilot. Oh, man. Well, exactly. We're going to get this shot by drone. Oh, my God. And imagine oh, no. it's just hovering over you and you're trying to act with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And you're doing this like super emotional scene and you've got this buzzing above your ear and you're like, oh, come on. It, yeah, I know. It's like throwing me off. It's like wiping out the yeah. lines in your ear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely. So transitioning over now to talking about um, our collaboration together and how we met each other. Mm. And how this, yeah. you know, how we even got into a dialogue together, I guess, and just in general. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, the start of the film and how, I mean, in the last podcast episode, we talked about from our perspective, you know, meeting Zach and adapting the, mm. adapting the play. film. Yeah, adapting the play into a film and sort of talking about mm. all, all the aspects from our perspective. But what we really wanted to do, which is, 
why we were so excited to have you come on the podcast was discuss yeah. from the perspective of um, you guys, the actors, what it was like mm-hmm. to sort of delve into that material, you know, what it was like for us to um, all work together. And obviously, since the yeah. circumstances were so interesting of how we went yeah. about making it, it was like, you know, such a time crunch. And it was, you know, it just, was, you know, just I think it was only you guys had about, was it like five days to kind of look at the material? Yeah, I think so. Five, I think six you, days, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, some, something like that. I, I remember. So, first of all, um, that's how I found my way over to the West Coast. Uh, so back in 2011. So I think it's important to say that myself and the other actress, or the other actor even, in the, um, that plays she, so Catherine, we were in the same acting school in London. We were in the same class. So that's how we met. And then I came over to the West Coast, my first trip ever to California uh, in 2011. And weirdly, on the day that I arrived, that's when I first met, you guys, William and Janina, because you hadn't seen Kat for, I think, a year because she'd been in London studying. Yeah, I mean, she had just come back herself um, because you guys went to the same school together, obviously. Yes, exactly. So uh, I was was in in L.A. for, I think, 10 days before I had to go back because I was going back to my third, uh, in my third year. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, so we were given the material, we we took a scan over it and then I remember kind of the night before like thoroughly going over the lines and things like that and then kind of like first of all this is very important to say this was my first ever project on camera so that was very very special and I'll always always treasure that so thank you first of all for giving me that opportunity well, um, thank you so well, no, much thank for, you for doing being it. in it yeah I'm interested, when you read it, what did you think of it? What was your initial thought of the actual material? Um, it was very, I have to say, unlike, because I've been studying for two years and, you know, we, we're given so many, you know, we're given classical material, modern material, new age material. But when I first read the script, I, it was so unique that I'd never kind of seen or heard of this concept before to start off with. Um, I, I, I'll com- be completely honest that I didn't really quite understand everything in the, in those first few readings because it was so complex. I think it was so personal to Zach's journey, which we were late to find out. Yeah. Um, but then again, for us, or for me personally, as an actor playing he, it gave me so much freedom to put my own stamp on uh, on this character. Yeah. And weirdly, because kind of also because obviously Kat had an American accent and mm-hmm. I had a Welsh accent. Mm-hmm. So me coming from a, a faraway land and this kind of really kind of mysterious character, it kind of did, like you say, it turned out perfectly. Because we were two completely different individuals colliding in this special moment, yeah, exactly. which turned exactly. out which turned out to be a pivotal point in the piece itself. Yeah, it was really yeah. organic like that, and I and I really love hearing that you felt free to be able to express yourself through that character because um, I think that's the goal, really, when you're all collaborating together for something film related that, you know, everyone individually can feel free to 
you know, express themselves through what they're doing. And that's awesome yeah. that, that you had that experience. Absolutely. Was there anything with the character in particular that you felt like you connected with on a personal level? The element that always kind of stood out to me and always was very, very fascinating to me was his drive. What was his purpose? And because he wanted to spread the word of God, and that obviously can be is categorized in today's world into many, many different things, in a good way and a bad way. Yeah. However, I think what his um, objective and what he was bringing and his word was something so pure and so innocent. That's, that's all he wanted to do. He didn't want to impose himself. And he just wanted to share a massive piece of him where he wanted to, he just wanted to connect basically mm -hmm. with as yeah. many people as possible. And I think she, he spotted she, the character she, and saw that she was some sort of a lost soul and wanted to help her and wanted to connect her because I'm sure, I mean, back, if you go back in the backstory that maybe that's what happened to him sometime and perhaps, you know, he was approached, he was, you know, he was approached by someone and someone set him on his way as well. And um, also, although, and weirdly as well, uh, although myself and Catherine were in the same, we had been acting together for two years. It was the first time that we'd actually been together solo in a scene together. And I think that excited us as well, because weirdly, when we were doing all the scenes on the beach and even in, in, the, in the studio and stuff like that, it was just, I just remember it being so raw Mm. And being so kind of real, it was just, it was just very, very exciting. And I've kind of, I'll always remember that buzz that I had, uh, because, you know, it was, it was such a kind of safe environment. And yeah. like, you know, we were bouncing off each other, although, you know, like, although we were collaborating for the first time ever, I'd known you guys for probably a maximum of a week. However, yeah. there was a lot of trust. There was so much trust and there was a lot of respect. I think between the crew and the and everyone that mm. we created something very, very special, very real, and um, very unique. As, as I said before, how did you guys rehearse for it? Did you just sort of keep reading over it? Did you go scene by scene? Do you remember? Because I remember um, while we were putting I, everything together, you guys had to do a lot of the rehearsal, yeah. just the two of you, because mm. we were yeah. gathering I, up all the gear I, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I think it was mainly, uh, obviously, trying to get the words down as much as we could. Um, and then, but we would, I think we would kind of, we would bring kind of a different approach to us. So maybe kind of we would say the words uh, as fast as we could. So we kind of wouldn't have time to think to see what that would bring out to the character. Or we would kind of um, try a completely different approach where we'd say, okay, um, this is what my, this is my objective. That's your objective. Let's kind of see what happens. So I think it was kind of like in terms of that, but then again, it was again, minimal preparation needed because there was so much depth in the context and in the writing that almost if you set two people and you're given that script, it was actually so it was just so, like I said, liberating so many times, but it was just kind of, it was almost easy to put yourself in that situation and just let the words affect you. And, and as long as you're kind of connecting and you just, as long as you're being brave and you're, you're kind of 
acting on your gut instincts, then mm. you're like, it could take you so many different directions. And I think there was a kind of times where we would shock even ourselves, where I think it was, there was one time where I completely lost it with her. So he loses it with she. And I just completely kind of like go crazy because I think there's one time where she's kind of, uh, he, he, she says something like, the word of God kind of makes no difference or it makes, it means nothing to me. And then kind of that connected with me massively. And it brought, I had to remember having this rush of raw emotion and it kind of <laughs> came out of nowhere. And it even shocked myself. I think after we said cut, I was like, my God, was that too, was that a bit aggressive? I'm like, I'm really sorry, you know? <laughs> but it was like, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Well, that, was, heat, uh, that heat that you brought to it, though, really did add that flavor to the character, I think, because yeah. it's like that mm. heatedness mm. that... Well, because he is so passionate. It's yeah. fiery, and it, yeah. and it brought that fire to it. Absolutely, because he's very yeah. passionate about it. You know, he feels very strongly and about I, it. I, I, I think he has to be strong in order to deal with her, because she could be... She She's a complex and, and a quite difficult character to maneuver, because there were so many kind of ways that I have to kind of go around how I approach why I'm here and what I'm trying what my purpose is and what I'm trying to tell you so right, because I tried it was, to soft, it was like I tried, oh go ahead go ahead no sorry I was, I was just saying I I tried the soft approach mm -hmm. that didn't work okay so I try like okay so I'm just gonna leave and I'm just gonna kind of remove myself and then she draws me back in and then she just all of a sudden infuriates me <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of like lose it. And then I, I think out of the heat of the moment, you know, a completely different uh, emotion or, or thought or things like that hits you. And then that affects the other character in a certain way. So that was another way in as well. So I just kind of had to kind of almost always, I had to be on guard, but I always felt that I was playing chess with the other character, yes. trying to find the gaps between into her soul, if that makes sense. Yeah. So moving now into sort of the, the sort of the shooting of it, obviously yeah. it was a very very early, early early what? morning that morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was rough. I wonder how we all did it. To be honest with you, we, I remember I was on such a rush that although it was such a long day, because I think we started shooting at maybe what was it, maybe six or seven in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then we I think we didn't finish until maybe two or three AM the next day. Yeah. Although it was such a long day, like I remember kind of being on such a high because I was so excited. And um something really prolific actually happened and William reminded me about this actually. So we were gonna so we decided that we were gonna meet in Starbucks. Just mm -hmm. just by Zuma, Zuma Beach. Yeah, right on PC. And yeah. um so, yeah, on PCH, so all of a sudden, kind of like we were getting our coffee just to kind of wake 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 ourselves up. And then all of a sudden, in the queue in front of me, and I was like, hang on a second, I know that guy. And he was wearing a baseball classic. He was like wearing a baseball cap and stuff. And he was picking up his coffee. And I'm like, who is that guy? Incognito. I swear I've seen him before. Lo and behold, Aaron Eckhart. So I'm like, 
Man, from from uh, the Dark Knight and stuff. And oh yeah, that was I think that was I think it was only like a couple of years. That was like in his prime when oh, he had just was very much Dark Knight like, and stuff was, like yeah. that. Hardcore, Peak. hardcore yeah. prime. He he had so just like, done the Dark Knight, and then he was just yeah. about to do well, the Battle of Los Angeles. That whole movie that he was yeah doing, exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. Who knows? He might have been kind of getting up early to to to, to, to start shooting that film. I but feel like maybe I so. Mean, that, I feel like maybe so. That that's how it, that's how the day started. So that was like a, that was a kind of real cool boost for me as well. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I saw Aronetka as well in Starbucks. So it was just kind of one kind of incredible thing after each other so some yeah, inspiration there early. absolutely so the main memories that i have first of all classic i i like it, it's it's impossible to not notice this but in the film itself i'm horrifically sunburned <laughs> do you remember that yeah i, I wasn't yeah. sure if we're so, gonna, you know you wanted to bring that up uh, but yeah <laughs> oh no no i mean to be honest with you it's impossible because i was I I think I burnt really really badly on my second day there. So I went to the beach and it was in the classic. It was an overcast day and I thought I'd be fine. But obviously, oh. being being a guy from the UK where we have literally hardly any sun and oh my, I burnt my back so so bad. And then by by the end, so when it came to shooting that, I think my back was still a bit red. And I was peeling, and I'm not going to go into the details anyway. So <laughs> you weren't then, you weren't too red. You were a little red, but it was it was the main thing with the peeling. You know, like you could really see that, which kind of actually bad. really worked. Honestly, it worked because the character <laughs> is supposed to have just yeah. been in the ocean forever, so true, it kind true, of added true. a little bit of authenticity to this whole. Yeah. But you know, you know, another thing. Person. Yeah, idea. and and the interesting thing that I was thinking about just now was it adds an interesting depth to the character where you get the sense that this is kind of a new journey for him because if yeah. he was an old salt he'd be tan as the you know there you know there'd be no sunburn there would be no peeling because his skin would yeah. be used to the sun but the fact that he's got that peeling on him indicates that this is kind of a a new journey for him like he's just kind mm. of getting used to the elements he's getting a bit scorched yeah he's getting scorched <laughs> exactly he's getting yeah. where did he come yeah. from before that he got scorched you know was it painful yeah. uh, with that sunburn to be out in the sun again or to be like having to get into the ocean or anything like that oh if anything that was the best thing for it really was to actually go into the ocean because it was so nice and it was so cool so um and another memory that i have were weirdly so the jeans the black jeans that i'm wearing were yours william That's because right. they because i i brought i can't remember maybe i wore shorts or something and then, so the sunburn wearing your jeans was another memory. And then when I was in the sea itself, which is really, really cool, because I remember, because you, there was a shot of when I, I think when I first, obviously I, I'd all, everyone, every actor dreams of having that classic shot where you're, you know, doing your front crawl and you're coming out to the ocean and your beach shot. It's like the beat, you know, the brave, uh, the, um, you know, the, the Baywatch kind of, uh, moment, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. So I had my, so that was probably one of the first shots that we did. I'm like, great. I got that done. I got my Baywatch moment done. And then there was one time where I had to go right, right, right as far as I could go back. So almost like I couldn't feel the ground and, and underneath, I couldn't feel the bottom of the sea underneath me, the seabed. So I remember like I was swimming back 
and I was fighting against the current and stuff. And I was like, is this okay? And then I just remember saying, no, no you need to go back further. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> this happened like four or five times. And then <laughs> I, think at, I think at one point I got like tangled in seaweed and stuff. And, and that's the and one like, that ends up in it, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so in term, we moved on then f- to shooting in the garage of yes. William's aunt's house. Yeah, in Westlake, yes. Westlake Village. Yeah. Actually, she wasn't even there. I think she was in Ireland, uh, my I aunt. think, yeah, your aunt was in Ireland. But yeah, but we reached out yeah. to her and she was yeah. like, yeah, you can use my garage. You know, she has a pretty big garage, yeah. which um, yeah. took some blacking out the windows and stuff but like that. But your dad was yeah. there as well as cousin Catherine. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I think one yeah, of her friends, quit. right? We had Karina, we had we had a few few audience members by the end, and yeah. actually, can that that kind of helped because when when you say cut, like we could read, you could sense when you could sense if that was a good take because they you'd have an instant reaction from them, and they're like, "Oh, that was really good." Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. That, was that was awesome. Kind of, yeah, that was it was uplifting for for me anyway. And Kat had such a good energy when mm-hmm. she was watching. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was like so yeah. supportive of all of us. And that was really cool. And it was tough because that's, that's when we started. There was a long break, if I remember, because we had to get, some, was, get yeah. some lights and we had to, we, everybody ate, everybody mm-hmm. had to drive and find the place and we had to black out the, mm-hmm. the, the light, you know, so we didn't get going until the evening. And the, yeah. the, bulk, yeah. the really the bulk of the material was kind of in there. And you know what's really yeah. weird that I'm kind of remembering now is that before we shot that scene, which what we were describing is like kind of the black box scene or whatever, uh, mm. I had a dream about a scene like that where oh. there were these two characters. Oh, really? Yeah, in a black space and these two characters having just a simple dialogue. And I remember always oh, being cool. like, we really need to shoot something like that. That's really simple. That's like a conversation or a dialogue or whatever. And then I forgot about it. And then suddenly Zach appeared. And then suddenly it turned into that, which we didn't even... I don't even think we really intended for that. I think it was kind of inspired, like, oh, no, let's it was black something, it out or something. It was, or? no, it was, yeah, it wasn't, an, it was basically as simple as, in order for this not to look like a garage, we need to black out the windows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there needs to be no light, and then we just control yeah. the light that's on the actors, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how yeah. we'll get away from it being like what it is, you know, for people seeing, you know, yeah. the space for what it is. And that was, that was the thought process. And then it just, mm. through that thought process, it became this ethereal space, you know. That's so crazy. Mm. That's so crazy how yeah. that happens. It's yeah. like, you know, the, sometimes the dream leads you to the reality. But um, yeah. one thing I was actually going to ask you was in our last episode, we were kind of laughing about some of the technical difficulties that we were having. And from yeah. your perspective, did you guys notice any of those? Like, did you notice like the fog machine, the fog machine not really working or like the projector not really working or like us panicking or any of that? Did you guys notice that stuff? No, honestly, not at all. Like, I think I was so thrilled that the I first of all, the shot, that one of my favorite shots is when I first appear through the fog, uh, through the ice and then and then, she, then, kind of, she turns round, and the, I, I love that shot. So that looks really, really cool. And I, so, but honestly, because we were so kind of, again, because we were so, um, we were on such a high that anything that was going wrong for you guys, technically or anything like that, it was literally not a problem for us whatsoever. Because first <laughs> of all, it, it, it gave us. 
some time to go over the words or to kind of like maybe, um, you know, work on our kind of, you know, points of you know, marks or whatever. So it actually kind of in the downtime between moving, you know, moving shots or whatever. So it actually, it was precious time that we could use that to develop our character even more to just kind of, you know, just have a dialogue about it basically. So if anything, we, that, that was, that was kind of a good thing, but I can't say that I, yeah, I can't say that I noticed any, any technical issues at all. (laughs) Did you feel like you were getting tired by the end? I mean, I think the I think it hit me when we when we were on in the car on the way back mm-hmm. because uh, because because I, honestly because we want again we want such a high and the adrenaline is just literally kind of like it's going hundred percent hundred miles an hour and um, because we, we you know we didn't really know kind of because we didn't I don't think we did we shoot in sequence I don't think we did. I'm not I, sure. I, can't I think we shot based on the setup because some of the setups were all black. Some of the setups had projector yeah. with it. Some of the setups had a mixture of projector. So it wasn't by different sequence. Images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think it was yeah. just based yeah. on what it, you know what setup we had created, and that might have been in sequence. Yeah. I don't totally remember. Like we might have been like, yeah. okay, what's well, yeah? Different. But I don't think so. I yeah. think it was out of but sequence I, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think so. But definitely those scenes in kind of the garage in the black box was where the mo way kind of going back to when i said we we kind of had to do i felt like we were kind of every single shot was every single take was us improvising to an extent mm-hmm. so i remember a, a lot of the a lot of the takes like you know every take was so different to the other one because you know we were just we were literally i remember literally kind of just going through the flow and even though I was kind of, I did feel pressure in a way because, you know, I wanted to, obviously, like, you want to, you want to kind of, like, uh, get a good impression and stuff like that as an actor and stuff like that. But then again, I remember I, I was never self-conscious in that moment at all because it was it was a very kind of safe space. And I felt I had a lot of freedom to basically kind of go with whatever was Your coming to me in that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I've never had that freedom ever on a film set before, so far anyway. And kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll always kind of treasure as, because I kept having, I kept shocking myself um, because of the freedom and, and the, you know, because of, <laughs> I, I was going with it, you know? No, so no, it was, that's it was awesome. Such a great experience, yeah. Well, and for us, it was uh, just an absolute joy to work with you and with Kat, you know, because you guys were just so, um, yeah. so open, so down, you know, <clears throat> to just um, professional as well. Yeah, you know, I I love yeah. it. I love to be able to work with people as well who, you know, are so talented and know how to channel it into the work, and not it's not spilling out yeah. into like every other aspect of the production. You know, it's like. Mm. kind Mm -hmm. of focused you know and that is really like gold absolutely so let's talk a little bit about the premiere what do you think i think so how nervous was everybody for that oh i mean again a, a day and an experience that i will never ever forget 
because we're going on to this this happened in early 2019 i think yeah. it was last year wasn't it it was around february of last year that it that it happened or march yeah it would happen um, the, the actual date was february february so 2 uh 22 22nd okay there we go because it was literally touch and go because at, at one point i i didn't think that i was going to make it over to the premiere and that was that was rough because i think i was in the middle of of filming something or i was do- i was doing some of the projects and i wasn't sure if i was going to get time off and luckily i did and i'm so so glad that i did because you know it just the whole the fact that you first of all the fact that you're on the Warner Brothers lot and like you, you're going to the premiere of your own film and you see yourself on, on this big screen and more than anything i think was so precious for all of us for having Zack's family in the front row seeing it for the first time ever that was huge and it was mass it was a big humbling experience and very 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 emotional as well to see mm. them there yeah yeah it really so was true. it really was you did a great job emceeing the whole event oh well that was another thing because going into it as well because i i felt that i wanted to contribute in a way and uh yeah and i i kind of it was almost something that I wanted to say something and I know because you you had to be in the back you were kind of dealing with you were de- dealing with some some technical other thing and then I remember when you guys asked me if I would do the introduction uh and it would be nice for one of the actors to be there so you know so we would have a live introduction going into the kind yeah. of and that was that, that was really cool, and um, you know, that was really nice of you to ask me to do that. Because well, um, we we had to we had to multitask it, remember? Because it was like yeah. it was just the three of us, kind of you know, putting this this thing on, uh, you know, as far yeah. as like the day of and kind of you know how it was all going to go. So I remember yeah. I remember Janina was very involved in setting up all the documentation for it. You know, she yeah. like, oh, she set I, up all. I didn't the, even think I did a very good job. She with set that. up all the cameras and kind of set up the whole documentation yeah. Yeah, for yeah, so because yeah. it's preserved. Like we, you know, got you doing your thing. You know, it's all like sort of set up. I I had to spend some time with the projectionist, making sure that that was all like good to go. And yeah. you know, I mean, they already had it pretty much all figured out, but it was like that was part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you you just did a great job welcoming you know everybody. And um, but you mm-hmm. have you have a lot of experience being so personable in front of crowds. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, I but I, I but I think because I think that day I felt um I felt not that not kind of pressure is not the right word. I think I think the weight of it all of having Zach's family there, having William having your family and Janina having your family there as well, just having kind of this for me because I think we'd waited and we'd wondered for such a long time was this ever going to happen? And no. then when it did, it happened so fast and it came together. And then all of a sudden, we just literally, I remember the three of us, we went to the back to watch this. And it was just, it was such an emotional moment when it kind of all came together and we could all watch this in one place and like to, to look at each other and like, like, wow, we actually did this. And then to see Zach's family's reaction and how much it meant to them and, you know, you know, they were saying, "Oh, this makes so much sense." And I see Zach in this guy, and you know, I remember, I think it was Zach's sister came up to me, or his dad came up to me afterwards and said, 
I saw so much of my son in your character there and thank you for portraying him in this way. And I was like, wow, that is massively oh, humbling, wow, you know? I never knew he said that to you. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's pretty powerful. So that was, yeah, it was very humbling. And um, you gave him a great gift that day. Uh, because fair play, they they flew across the country. I think. Yeah, they did. Uh, and they came in. They came in numbers, didn't they? I think. I think yeah. they were yeah. like maybe seven or eight of them there yeah. that yeah, made the was. trip over. Yeah, it was. And we, you gave them a gift to kind of. You gave them an, a memory of their son. It was so exciting how they made a like a celebration of it. You know, they they yeah. Yeah. you know we found out after the fact that they did a, a studio tour before the screening so they oh, went yeah. they yeah. went around the studio saw the tour and then they went in and did that mm. it was just kind of cool they went on all the different uh you know kind of yeah, that's cool. touristy adventures in los angeles as well they went to the beach i think they went to santa oh, cool. monica and different things like that and so that that was really beautiful and honestly that was really the mm. intention behind the screening mm. the premiere is mm -hmm. uh because yeah. it was a, a private one as well. It wasn't like we tried to get yes. everyone we knew to fill that space. What no, we yeah. wanted was just the people who, you know, one, were really interested in it, but then also emotionally connected to the material as well. And so yeah. that was really wonderful, honestly. That And they were so gracious and so nice over at the studio. They were. They were just so were. so supportive. So they were so helpful. They had, you know, I remember when we arrived, they had the film already loaded up. They had the, the, the thumbnail up on the screen. They were really trying to perfect the, uh, the mm. light on the podium yeah. versus the light mm. on the podium versus the light on the uh, screen itself. Mm. And they were mm -hmm. trying to balance that perfectly yeah. so that David would be lit but then it wouldn't be blowing out the the projection on the the slide on the screen. Yeah, and yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, that's so nice, guys. I mean, they were really, really just trying to give it, a, you know, their best uh, best foot forward. I'm sure they do that for everybody, but I do I I do feel like they were kind of giving a little extra because. They could, they could tell yeah. that we were just such a small, like, you know, like humble you know, little operation, humble little operation, a bunch of kids coming in, being mm. so excited to be in their, their place. And they're like, oh, all right, let's make it yeah. special for them. You know? So David, do okay. you have any, um, is there anything that you would like, you know, sort of people to take away from the project when they see it? Um, that's a good question. Um, something to definitely be treasured as, first of all, as a memory of, Zach as an individual and his a memory kind of like a, a part of his life that he wrote down on paper uh, a memory of us especially for me my first ever experience on film but then to the kind of to the new audience that's about to see this for the first time I think it's hopefully you'll be able to kind of see the enjoyment that we got out of out of sharing this um, story with with the world and whatever, that's why it is so unique. That I think that it's going to um, it's going to be on people's minds. It's going to kind of it's going to trouble them in a good way, if you know what I mean. It's going to trouble <laughs> their minds, and it's going to it's going to question it's going to question them. You know, I think it's it's going to it's going to bring up a lot of questions, and hopefully, it'll kind of evoke something very truthful and very beautiful inside them to kind of appreciate this piece that's 
that's kind of in a nutshell what I hope that people will take out of this um, this piece. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that was awesome, yeah. David. And um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, thank you so much today. for joining our the radio show. Yeah, the OLICC <laughs> radio show. Very. Uh, it was my pleasure. But yeah, it's been fun and it's been really nice to talk to you guys over over the you know over this kind of really really difficult time and it's really nice to to connect and uh, that we can take we can take this project um further to to expand on it as well it's really really exciting i mean it sky's the limit for this project yes. it's, it's always been bad you know absolutely i think been. i feel like it's going to be a, a good bottle of wine it's just going to get better and better and Definitely. you know it's gonna it's over time it's gonna it's gonna find its place and so where yeah. can people find you online if they'd like to look at more of your work or anything that you're up to? Oh, okay. Um, well, so I have a website, which is my basically my name. So my name is David Kanan. So that's D-Y-F-E-D-C-Y-N-A-N, one word, dot com. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you type my name into, into Google, that's probably the first thing that'll come up. So... Um, so that's got my that's got my show reel and voice reel and I think it's got clips of when I uh, do things on the radio so I do film film reviews and things like that that I've done in the past so um, type that into Google and coming out of this pandemic hopefully I'll be able to restart um, shooting again and 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 hopefully I can do the um, the theater piece that I was supposed to do in June. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, that'll Beautiful. be nice. That'll be nice. Yeah. Thank you so much again, and it was so great chatting with you, David. So great chatting with you, David. And you, and you guys, it's been a pleasure. Love to talk to you soon. Okay. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Oh Thy Fleecy Radio. Thank you to all of our listeners, first time, returning, last time. It doesn't matter whoever you are there. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts coming coming at you live from the Southern California coast. A big old T-Y. A bi- Wait, T-Y? What's that? Thank you. Oh, T-Y is a thing. I like that. Big old T-Y coming at you. <laughs> big old T-Y coming at you. And don't forget, our short film, You Are the CC, is going to hit your airwaves, screen waves, whatever waves, very shortly. That's right, it is the nine-year anniversary, and we are partying it out. We are pumped up. We are psyched up, ready to roll. Let's do this. <laughs> and until next time, guys, my name is William. I'm Janina. Tune in out. Tune in out. Bye, guys. Bye, see ya. <laughs>